Play fake. Young goes deep middle. He's got Jerry Rice. Touchdown 49ers. Welcome to another edition of the 49ers Family Podcast, where three generations of 49ers fans break down the game each week and hear from Grandpa Mike as he shares personal experiences since he became a fan in 1949. Woo, what a week. What a game. You guys were there. Oh, I just, it could not have gone any better. And on top of it all, no injuries to report. Uh, what a what a game. Want to get you guys' thoughts. First, though, tell me about the experience being at SoFi with, with the red wave, the red takeover of the stadium. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, I <clears throat> kind of promised myself that in the first two years, that SoFi was open, that I'd get there for a game and COVID hit and that. But um, so finally, got thanks to Andrew and, and Jared, we went to a game and um, it is unbelievable. The stadium is unbelievable. We needed like three ushers to guide us to our seats. It's that complex and complicated and it's absolutely gorgeous. I think the best way to explain it is that stadiums today or in the last number of years they generally cost about a billion and a half levi i think was a billion four um so it costs 5.5 billion five times as much and you know it when you first arrive it looks like you're in outer space i mean this building is like no other crazy and, um Great accommodations, great. Uh, they had a lot of people guiding you and, and helping you, and they were very polite. You can tell they were well-trained. The stadium is, I call it the best stadium in the world. It looks like a palace. I know a lot of people refer to it as a palace because it is beautiful. It's huge. It's not, you know, it's it's aesthetic. Um, you know, it's, it's um, that's that's super cool. And then, Dad, tell us about how you guys ended up on the what fifth row? Yeah, um, of course, uh, Andrew, uh, my son-in-law, um, he uh, got some. He said he got tickets, so we show up and uh, we're excited to go. And uh, he flashed me the tickets as we're outside the uh, um, stadium as we're walking up, you know. And I saw like section like 120 and like row five but section 120 just sounded like we're gonna be you know that seems very low we're not section not 710 but nonetheless um then we asked somebody to help us know which entrance should we go into and uh a lady helped us and she said um yeah you're gonna you can go through any of these state you know any of these uh entryways and then you need to go like down, you know, like you're going to go down instead of going up. So I knew something uh, good was happening. So, um, yeah, we uh, we found our way through. We entered the stadium the furthest part possible. We had to go all the way to the other end of the stadium, the other end zone, if you will. And uh, we were down on the um, correct level trying to make a way around the stadium. But there were special suites and things and um 
ultimately probably the locker room and everything, we, we had a spot we can go further. We had to go back up and over and then back down. And then ultimately um, we made it to our seats and uh, yeah, we were five rows up and we were, it was like watching a high school football game uh, and we were closer than a high school football game. Um, it was, it was truly amazing. And uh, an experience I'll never forget. I told Andrew, it'll go down in the history books for experiences. Yeah. And the stadium yeah. is, is beautiful. That big like teardrop uh, shell that it has is actually more like a, it's like a screen. It's actually metal with like tiny holes in it. Oh, interesting. Know? So light does fil filter through, and then they have plants and palm trees and uh, beautiful greenery underneath this basically screened kind of umbrella. Um, and uh, yeah, just the aesthetics of it and the functionality of that stadium, it is, it is certainly state of the art. Um, there's probably not a bad seat in the place and the screen is, is beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. And yeah, we had epic seats and uh, just seeing the players, you could, you know, like uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's like bald like me, you know, in the back. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at the guy with his helmet off. I mean, they're right in front of you. You can see the size of their their quadriceps or their biceps and uh, um, get a feel for their personalities. It looked like uh, Trent Williams is just like a really fun guy. And uh fires up the team but he's totally like this veteran presence yep. that grounds everybody you know what i mean um saw him warming up with the team and he, he could tell he was kind of everybody's looking to him you know um so just really fun to see it firsthand and get a feel for their personalities kittle was just like kittle what you would be when he's off camera um and uh yeah, it was it was really fun. So that's awesome. Good times. Well, let's let's break down the game a little bit. You got me all excited. Uh, what a game it was! You know, it really, I think it's a it's a one of those games where it's a, a story of two halves. Um, so talking about the first half, you know, it did it, it felt like, and I I teased this a little bit or not teased this, but I kind of predicted this a little bit last uh, episode that I was scared that the Rams were going to take, uh, you know, a few pages out of the Chiefs playbook and take our line out of the situation um, and really just kind of do some screens and, and different things. And sure enough, that's exactly what they were doing. They were marching down the field, long, sustained drives. And, and our D-line was just left kind of looking around. Uh, we would get rushes, but that's what they wanted us to do. Um, and it would just seem like, oh man, we can't stop these guys. Uh, besides, you know, the first, you know, three now or the first series of the game, um, they they were going down the field, and and we had a couple, you know, good uh, good parts ourselves. Uh, but going into halftime, I I was I was a little nervous, uh, and then you know, real quick, second half, what a different story the second half was. They couldn't move the ball. We looked freaking amazing poured it on, ended up winning by 17 points. I mean, couldn't have asked for a better outcome. Uh, what did you think, Grandpa? Well, um, before the game, I I thought, you know, this is maybe a make or break game for our season. We, we could end up three and five and be swimming upstream the rest of the year, like, like a year ago, or we could be four and four. 
And, but then we were actually going into this game down nine starters. Yep. Nine of the 22 didn't play that started the season. And that was Debo and Armstead and Kinlaw and Mosley and Greenlaw and Alshear and Yusjak and Mitchell and Trey Lance. Yep. Nine guys um, didn't play. We were on the road against the world champion. So before the game, I'm going, boy, this is a monumental task. Um, and they answered the bell. Um, it was a solid, convincing win. Um, something happened at halftime, like you just alluded to, Josh, as far as the defense was concerned, because the Rams were moving. It was 14 to 10 at halftime. And in the second half, the Rams didn't score. They gained 58 yards and they averaged a yard and a half per play. So they were completely shut down. Cooper Cup scares you to death. I mean, he seems to always be open. Yep. He caught one pass for six yards in the second half. In the first half, he caught eight. So it was just outstanding. Um, and then we were surrounded by about 60,000 of our best friends wearing red. And it's so much fun to go to a visiting stadium. I've been to a lot of stadiums. And usually you're overwhelmed by the home crowd. Well, we were the home crowd. And um, phenomenal, just phenomenal. That's so, so cool. Dad, what, what pops off to you on the, on the um, box score itself? Box score, just key pointers for there, which I love and would have been a game changer is no turnovers. And we did have a couple potential turnovers, but we were able to recover the ball. We had a drop ball by Ramsey. I mean, those could have stopped a ton of momentum. It was critical, but no turnovers allowed us to get a rhythm and a some momentum going other box score things jimmy g 21 of 25 that is glaring um uh, christian mccaffrey we haven't talked about him yet but 50 percent of our our yards were as a result of him touching the ball okay. 100 yards rushing 55 receiving 34 passing um 189 total yards of offense just through him and then lastly, Grandpa said it right, Cooper Cup, total yards, 79 yards for the game. If you keep Cooper Cup to one TD and 79 yards, you're gonna, you're gonna win the game. And our offense found a rhythm that second half and it was a beautiful thing. Um, and I think it was a great uh, momentum builder going into the bye. We're only getting stronger and healthier and build around Christian McCaffrey, bring back Debo. So those yep. are my highlights of box scores. No turnovers was one of my favorites and Cooper Cup being held to just 79 yards. Yeah, I think that's a really big one. Um, and that kind of leads me to talk about kind of players of the game. And this game what was, and I think a lot of uh, beat writers and reporters have been talking about this, that that second half was purely complimentary football. The offense was firing. The defense was firing. And if you can take that and, you know, <laughs> replicate it uh, across the, the back half of the season, 
nobody's going to want to play us. Um, and we're only going to get healthier. But players that really stood out in this game, I might say that this was Jimmy G's best game he's ever had. Um, I mean, unbelievable. Top five completion percentage in a game um, in 49er history behind two games of Steve Young, one of John Brody. I think the fourth was maybe Joe Montana. Um, I forget who the fourth was. But, I mean, just amazing. The throws that he made were spectacular. Rolling to the left, throwing across his body to the back of the end zone to, to George Kittle. The guy, the defender backpedaling, reaches up, can barely miss it. Boom, perfect, perfect throw, great execution. He looked great. Um, he, he looked better than Matt Stafford, honestly. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with Mr. CMC, Christian McCaffrey, uh, something that David Lombardi said that I, I really buy into is that, you know, one of Jimmy G's weaknesses is, of course, pocket pressure. He's not super quick with his feet. And so it's either get the ball out or try and throw the ball away before you get sacked. But what um, Christian McCaffrey does, he adds a layer of pass protection, not in a traditional sense, but in the way that he's an outlet. He can get through his reads or even stop at a second read. And before he gets sacked, get it to Christian because Christian's going to get seven yards every single time that guy touches the ball. Um, and not every single time, but the majority of times that he is that little outlet guy, boom, he, he gets five yards up just even falling forward. Now, um, yeah. So I think that, that, that was uh, huge. And then my defensive player of the game, I know dad, you'll probably want to talk about this one. So maybe I'll hand the baton off to you guys, uh, since you guys were there in person, but Fred Warner looked like a freaking all-star dad's wearing his Fred Warner jersey today um he we need him to be great he was great on Sunday he was flying all over the place and he was involved in uh you know almost every defensive play in some form or fashion he had I think 12 solo tackles um but he played a great game and he was all over the place and really stepped up and it stood out I mean right away in the game uh, I saw they were calling his number right away so that was a lot of fun just a little bit about Christian McCaffrey real quick too the guy is uh he's yeah he's everything he's touted to be um and I kept saying during the game he needs he needs a little bit of all he needs is a little bit of space. I mean, if you get him to like a little bit of space and he catches the ball or he runs out and he's got a little space, the guy is good for another, you know, five, 10, 15 or 20 more yards when he has a little space in a lot of traffic going through the line. That's a little tough, although he busted a big one out as well. So um, super fun to watch. He's just He's got jets on his feet and he's shifty. He kind of moves like Cooper Cup. They're very sharp, aggressive, quick movements. Um, and uh, he breaks ankles. I mean, it's, sure. it's so fun to watch in person and uh, yeah, super fun. So anyhow, those were a few little comments. I yeah. had. Grandpa, who were some of your players of the game? Well, <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey is phenomenal and he is going to be a, I call him a yardage machine. Um, he just gains yards. Uh, at the end of the day, he had about half of our, our yards. Um, and, you know, he uh, threw a touchdown pass. He caught a touchdown pass and he ran one in from one yard out. So, I mean, he, he just does everything. I, 
really am bothered like every time you know there's an event like this trade the media takes a negative slant and says in this case we gave up too much draft capital and that just irritates me you know and so after what christian mccafferty did on sunday i don't think we're going to hear that again <laughs> no I, I mean, the guy is just amazing, and he's only 26 years old. Right. We have another major weapon. And um, yeah, so Christian McCaffrey, um, I love one of the things that you get to do when you're at a game is you get to see in between plays the body language and what the players are doing and how they're lining up and everything. And, and Fred Warner, I am just extremely, I've always been impressed by him, but I mean, he is getting the team together. He's, um, he, he, he does everything. I mean, he, he's 50 yards down the field playing pass defense, yeah. he, you know, sacking the quarterback. He hit the quarterback three times. Um, Did you guys he, see the play where he literally like Superman off the ground and <laughs> tackles the guy midair. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, yeah. A flying missile um, yeah. is just unbelievable. Yeah. So I mean, it was it's it was so much fun to be there and and um, won a game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some other points, too, that I think are worth noting is uh, we this is obviously the first game that we saw Christian McCaffrey at 100 percent part of the offense um, and Debo wasn't even playing half of the plays. He touched the ball and I would say half of the other plays they were keeping track of where Christian McCaffrey was because like Christian McCaffrey was the star of the game, the triple crown hat trick, whatever you want to call it. Cause he had the, the, you know, three touchdowns. Um, but Kittle also great game um, did exactly what he needed to do. Got a touchdown, got that, you know, down the seam. They were totally, you know, guarding um, or looking at Christian McCaffrey, which opened up um, Kittle down the seam. And then also that I love, love, love to see. And, you know, 37 or 34 of the yards came from Christian McCaffrey's pass was Brandon Ayuk, the third straight game of more than 80 yards receiving. That's huge. He needs to be be that guy for us because we're going to have Debo. We're going to have Christian McCaffrey. Um, we're going to have George Kittle. If, if Brandon Ayuk can consistently bring in 70, 80 yards a game, that's another guy that the defense has to worry about. Yeah. So I'd love to see that. Yeah. The other thing Christian McCaffrey does is he creates space for other players yep. like Kittle. And the, I mean, because they're, they've got an eye, everybody's got an eye on him knowing he's probably going to touch the ball. And so it, it does create space for others. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's huge. Christian McCaffrey um, is a constant threat, you know, when he's on the field. I mean, the, the Rams felt it very strongly by the end of the game. Like, where is he, you know? And like grandpa said, it, it opens up other players and other opportunities. It, he creates so much attention um, that it's, uh, yeah, it really gives our offense a, a great chance. And I love, this was the first game in a while where we, it, we've always, 
I've been waiting for us to find a rhythm and with the rhythm started on that one drive in the, in the second half the maybe it was the first or second drive. And I told grandpa, here comes the rhythm. They just got to sustain this rhythm. And once they got that rhythm going, the next time they touched the ball rhythm, it just, they were in that flow. And that is, that's that sweet spot. And then the defense was going ballistic. They were like on fire that that rhythm that the offense created the defense just fed off of that and they were i mean the rams were dead in the water i mean the once the the defense was on fire so it yeah. was fun to see and it was palpable to as we we're watching it unfold it was it was really fun yeah super also, great. also i just wanted before i forget just give a quick uh, shout out to uh this uh fan next to me his name is kale he was from Edmonton, Alberta. He was there wearing a Raiders jersey and a Raiders hat all by himself on vacation in Southern California. Um, yeah, just days earlier, he was accepted into the military in Canada. Um, he's in his 30s, probably 34 years old, um, played fullback in high school, loves the game of football, he and his dad. Um, and, but he's a diehard Raider fan. And every time the Niners would score, I'd, I'd high five everybody around me. And I, and he looked at me like, he gave me like a little hesitant and he high fived me. And he said, that's the only high five I've ever given for any other team's touchdown ever. The next time the Niners scored, um, he made me do a fist bump. You know, he's like, I can't do it anymore. But he goes, I, I like you. But anyhow, we got along really great. It was really nice to meet him. He's, uh, he and his dad told him about the podcast and the YouTube channel. So um, they were going to tune in. So I want to shout out to Kale. He's a great guy. Wish him all the best in the, in the, the armed forces for Canada. He's a, he's a true patriot. Um, and I uh, just love the guy. Um, and I wish them all the best. And uh, I told them I pull for the Raiders. You know, I, I want them to do well. They they had, they they got skunked this last. They got skunked. They sure did. He was looking his wounds and um, and uh, really down about that. But uh, um, he says it's all about next year. So um, good luck, Kale, on that. And uh, wish you and your family all the best. Yeah, that's awesome. So all right now. Um, no, this is a bye week, so uh, we're, we're not going to preview the Chargers game this week. We'll do that next. Uh, but just thinking, you know, reflecting on the first half of the season, you know, going all the way back to our first episode where we previewed this season, we all looked at the schedule at that time. It's crazy to think at that time, Trey Lance was our quarterback. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey was not on the Niners. Um, two very, very, very big things. Um, and you know, looking back, uh, you know, we we each predicted how we would do. I reluctantly, but said, at least I hope we're four and four. Here we are. We're four and four. What I didn't think was going to be the case with that four and four is that the rest of our division would, uh, you know, that we'd still be in a good position at four and four. I did not predict that the Seahawks would be five and three, nor that the that we would, we would beat the Rams both times. Um, it's been a crazy first half of the season and with injuries, et cetera, that we've you know, well documented here. Uh, and it just gets me excited for that second half. It does feel like we are, ha we have this buy at the perfect time, really good momentum beating the Rams, 
going into that, the way that we did kind of finding our, once again, like you said, rhythm, um, finding out who we are in that second half. And then we're only going to add Debo, add Elijah Mitchell, get Eric Armstead back. Oh, it's, it just, and, and honestly, <clears throat> the, the quality of the teams on the back half of the schedule, I feel like have gone down that the, the bucks aren't going to be as, as difficult as we thought the saints aren't going to be as difficult as we thought. Um, even the chargers honestly look very beatable. So it's, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I, and maybe we'll do this next week because I don't know if I'm prepared to give it myself, but we'd love to get kind of now a mid-season pre, uh, prediction for what our, our record is going to be for the last nine games of the season. Yeah, I, I want to compliment you, Josh. I think it was our first podcast when we were forecasting um, the first half and you said four and four and when you said it I thought oh no 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 we'll be at least six and two so <clears throat> the first half has been uneven and injury filled and we kind of slogged through a disappointing September and October um, but now we we're going to have six of the last nine games at home yep and I think we're going to go on a run I mean everybody's getting healthy it's everything is is looking good so i'm excited about our chances and um i think it's all coming together yeah i um i feel the second half of the season i think it is a perfect time for a buy like you said josh um i think it's really going to serve us well i really feel just like we do right now talking and what i sense with the team and putting up 31 points also we didn't talk about that but that's a lot of points for for our offense who you know we're probably in the lower end of the um you know the nfl teams on points scored per game you know um but 30 31 points was huge the word that comes to mind is momentum i mean i really feel we have a lot of momentum and not only that but what i felt and saw with this game and Christian McCaffrey kind of coming to the top. Our defense was clicking second half. I feel like a tremendous amount of confidence. I think the team, I mean, we've all played on sports teams and we know what we have when we have it. And then there's this little excitement. We start to feel like, you know what? We really got something really special going on here. And we don't even play with everybody we need or have, you know, that's right. Depot and Elijah Mitchell and other pieces. And everybody around the league, and I talk to uh, my patients, they all say the Niners, I mean, they got pieces that everybody dreams of. Right. The Niners now know they have the pieces and they saw a little spark of what it could be. Confidence and momentum. And that's contagious. It's all in, it's, it's in the, you know, half the game is in your head. You got to have the players, but you got to have the mindset. I think their mindset is now a winning mindset like it's never been before this year. So I feel I'm really excited to see him um, after the bye and to finish out this rest of the year. Mm -hmm. I also, one thing that I did note um, and would love to see, as we know, unfortunately, Kyle Shanahan has a way of letting teams back in the game that he plays it conservative when he gets a lead. Uh, but when I saw... 
uh, drum up that play with Charlie, I think with Charlie Warner, um, streaking down the sideline wide open. I was like, yes, that is going for the jugular. That is saying, we are not letting you guys even think you can win this game. Um, and it made it 17. And talk about body language. The Rams came out. They did not look like they believed they could win that game. Um, it would have taken a lot. I know that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, it didn't even look like they believed. Um, even sometimes, you know, teams are down by 14 points with three minutes left. And they're all hurrying up and they're trying, you know, trying the hardest. You're like, dude, you're, you're not going to win. Um, they, they, these guys were down 17 and looked like they were down 30, honestly. Um, they were deflated. Yep. Um, no. I, I do worry a little bit about our secondary, to be honest, the way uh, we we're picked apart in Kansas City. I mean, uh, um, Stafford wasn't able to go deep a bunch and burn us there, but we our secondary looked a little weak a little bit. Um, Jimmy Ward, uh, I mean, we saw the whole play develop. Uh, I saw Cooper Cup release. It's going to Cup. He cuts through. Nobody's picking him up. And then the last second, Boom, Jimmy Ward gets on and he scores. But I, I feel like we are uh, against the better quarterbacks. We might have a little tougher time. The, you know, the teams that like to go to the air. Rushing-wise, I think we can stuff most any team. You know, So um, we got to definitely strengthen that a little bit. Yeah. And then last thing to cover, and we'll kind of wrap up here, is uh, you know, the trade deadline. We obviously got the big trade with Christian McCaffrey that was – a couple of weeks before the trade deadline. Um, but the only one that, that ended up going through that was honestly kind of, you know, not predicted, but thought to maybe be a possibility was Jeff Wilson Jr. being traded uh, with us adding Christian McCaffrey. It sounded like he did have a conversation with John Lynch and said, hey, if there's a good spot, you know, I want to be utilized. I want to, uh, I want to be uh, uh, you know, part of the game. And he knew that Elijah Mitchell was coming back and, I still, honestly, I didn't predict that the Niners would trade him away just for depth. They are going gunning for the Super Bowl, and depth at running back is never a bad idea, especially in a college Shanahan offense. Uh, but they found found a place for him in in Miami uh, with our old friend Mike McDaniel. I got a fifth round draft pick out of it, so uh, wish him the best. Uh, he, he was a great great Niner. Started as an undrafted free agent. Um, and we ended up getting a fifth round pick for him. So uh, that's, that's called good business um, at the end of the day. But good for him, good for the Niners. And let's just hope we don't need that depth, uh, that we can stay healthy in the second half of the season. It also shows me that, you know, the, the two rookies that we have, um, they wanted to keep those guys. Yep. You know, we haven't seen them yet, but, you know, so I, I, I thought it was a good trade. We replenished one of those picks and right now it looks like we'll have nine picks next april um some comp picks in there but so you know it's not that the cupboard is empty right yeah so yeah um i feel good feel good it's a great great week to be a niner fan wearing my wearing my red with pride this week yeah yeah um, well, awesome. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode of 49ers Family. I appreciate everybody tuning in, being part of our family. Um, until next time, let's and get to just 
take a relaxing Sunday and hopefully just watch the rest of the division lose. I guess the two of them are playing each other, but but hopefully we <laughs> uh, we, we see some 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 good football and can take a break and get back at next week preparing for the Chargers. Right. All right. Um, until next time, go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.